0: Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His steadfast love endures forever. I don't know about you, but I have been very, very thankful this past week. As we celebrated the the season of Thanksgiving and moving into this season of Christmas, I am just thankful. I'm very thankful. Last weekend, uh, as most of you know, we had our Disciple Now weekend. And it was just a really great weekend to be alongside our students, alongside some other churches, just worshiping God, just focusing on being united in Christ and worshiping him, drawing our attention to him. And then a couple days later, uh, this past Tuesday and Wednesday, a group of us went to Atlanta to work at the Operation Christmas Child Processing Center. We worked Wednesday from 9 to 5, and it was a long day. It was a hard day, but it was a good day, and I'm thankful I was thankful for the group of students and adults that went and worked so hard, and thankful to know that our morning shift packed over 60,000 boxes, and we got to lay hands on them. That they're going to be sent to Chad, Africa, and knowing that the boxes we helped process will be placed in the hands of children, for them to have an opportunity to hear the gospel. I'm thankful that I have not had class this past week. I was very thankful, amen, I've been very thankful for that. I enjoy my classes, I'm thankful for my classes, but I am so thankful I did not have any assignments due and I didn't have to go to class. I know most of you students and teachers have probably felt the same way. It's been a good week off. I'm thankful this week I, I got to spend some time with my family, with some friends, and have a lot of time at home. I got to spend my first Thanksgiving as a married man with my wonderful wife. It was great, a great week, a great time. To be thankful, I was very thankful, as you'll see, and as Tracy will come and mention in a moment, about our mission offering. Wow, what, has, what God has done to bless us as a church. I am thankful. I'm very thankful. And as I was thinking this past week, you know, Thanksgiving is kind of ending. We're, we're moving into Christmas to be thankful for that. And I started just counting all the things that I was thankful for. Started making a list in my head, started just thinking about all that I was thankful for. And maybe I'm the only one but can anybody else say that God has just blessed you more than you deserve? Anybody? Aren't you just thankful for what God has blessed you with? And I just was thinking in my life about all God what God has blessed me with. And I realized I spent a lot of time thanking God for his blessings in my life. And then this weekend I was realizing that as I was taking some time to thank God for the blessings in my life, I didn't spend nearly as much time just sitting and being thankful for God. I was thankful for his blessings. I was thankful for what he has given me. I was thankful for the things in my life that benefit me, but I was not as thankful. I didn't show as much gratitude just sitting and being thankful for God. This morning, we're going to look at a passage of scripture that most of us are probably familiar with in John chapter 12. You can go ahead and turn there. John chapter 12, verses 1 through 8. And we're going to look at this story where Mary anoints Jesus at Bethany on the way to Passover. And, and I'm convinced through reading this that, that Mary, more than any blessing she had in her life, Mary was grateful. She was thankful for Jesus. And as, as we look at Mary in this story, as we look at her gratitude, as we look at her thankfulness, I want us to leave here today... Being thankful. Being thankful, yes, for our blessings. Being thankful, yes, for what God has given us and done for us. But more than anything, I want us to leave today just being thankful. Just being thankful for Jesus. So let me pray and pray with me. And we'll read John chapter 12, verses 1 through 8. Fathers, we come before you today. Um, God, i uh, just excited about... Um, the season, the holiday we just left, being thankful, a time of year that we set aside to be thankful. And as we're entering this, this, thanks, this uh, Christmas season, Lord, there's so much to be thankful for. And Lord, we pray that we would not go past these seasons of life with, without being thankful, without taking time to be thankful for what you've done, but most of all, being thankful for you and who you are. And so, Lord, I pray that this morning... You would challenge us, you would encourage us, you would convict us, you would just show us how Mary was thankful for you, and that that would encourage us and inspire us to take some time to just be thankful for Jesus, more than the blessings in our life, just to be thankful for Jesus. I pray this in your name, amen. Read with me in John chapter 12, verses 1 through 8. As we, as we look at this text, there are, there are three main divisions that I want to bring forth to you today uh, to consider. The first is that we see a genuine gratitude in verses 1 through 3. We see a genuine gratitude. A little bit of context to where we are. We see in verse 1 that the Passover was near. The Passover was near. Well, what do we know about the Passover? The Passover was the most important Hebrew feast. It was the most important Hebrew feast that commemorated Israel's deliverance out of Egyptian bondage. We remember back when Israel was enslaved for Egypt for hundreds of years, and God sent Moses to deliver his people out of Egypt, out of the slavery, into the promised land. We see God sent Moses, and, and Pharaoh would not let him go. So God sent these plagues on Egypt. And, and this, this Passover looks back to the last plague that God sent on Egypt, where he told Moses to command the Israelites that they were to slaughter a lamb. And on the doorposts of their home were to, were to cover their doorposts with blood. And that at midnight he was going to send an angel through. And that all the firstborn in the land would be killed except for those who were covered by the blood of the lamb. We see this looking back. And then this was a, be, this was a feast that was to be celebrated and to be honored and remembered throughout the generations. It wasn't just a one and done deal. It was to be remembered. And we see, uh, if you look back at the end of chapter 11, John chapter 11, we see that people came early to purify themselves. They came to purify themselves for Passover. They they came early to prepare. So we see a little bit about what what is coming up. The Passover is about to take place. But if you look back in chapter 11, we see something that has just happened. We see what's about to happen, but we see what has just happened. We're very familiar with chapter 11. Chapter 11 records the story of where Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. We know John chapter 11, Lazarus, the brother of Martha and Mary, he became ill, was very sick, and his sister sent word to Jesus saying, hey, Lazarus has become ill, please come, please come. When Jesus gets word of this and he hangs out a few more days and he eventually comes, but in the meantime, Lazarus dies. Lazarus had died and and Jesus arrives four days after after he had been buried. He had been in the tomb four days. Not only did Lazarus die, but Jesus missed the funeral. He came came later. And then we see that that Mary and Martha, they weep and they're they're sad and they're mourning. And and Jesus has compassion, is deeply moved. And he, he calls out Lazarus from the grave and brings Lazarus back to life. And so we see here in chapter 12... That this feast is taking place, this this meal, Martha's prepared this meal to honor Jesus, to celebrate, to honor, and to celebrate what he has done. Martha saw her brother sick and saw him die, and she saw Jesus bring him back to life. And now they have this meal to honor Jesus. So we get to verse 3, and this is where I want to focus the next section of our time, as we think about Mary's gratitude. This genuine gratitude we see that I hope will encourage us as we think about this Thanksgiving season and this Christmas season. We see Mary's expression of genuine gratitude. Verse 3 says that Mary, therefore, took a pound of expensive ointment made from pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. A couple things I want to note from this is what did Mary use to show her gratitude to Jesus? What did she use to show gratitude to Jesus? She used a pound of expensive ointment. She used this pound of this expensive oil, this expensive perfume. It wasn't something that she got on sale at Black Friday or at Small Business Saturday. It wasn't a buy one, get one half off or buy one, get one free kind of deal. This, this, expense, this ointment was very expensive. And we see later on that it cost about a year's salary. Imagine one of you having a bottle of perfume that costs a year's salary. This was an expensive ointment. It wasn't the generic brand. It wasn't just some knockoff brand either. We see that it was made from pure nard. It was genuine. It was authentic. There weren't any cheap substitutes to make it smell a certain way. There weren't any additives. It was pure. It was a pure substance. It was of genuine quality. She used this expensive, genuine perfume to express her gratitude to Jesus. Jesus. And then what did she do? We see what she did. She she anointed Jesus. She anointed Jesus with this oil. And she wiped his feet with her hair. But she didn't just use a little bit, did she? At the end of verse 3, it says, The house was filled with the fragrance of this perfume. The house was filled with it. This past weekend, or last weekend, I told you that, uh, earlier that we had our Disciple Now weekend. And and Ivy and I had the privilege of hosting some of our high school guys with us. We, we had the, our junior and senior guys stay with us at our house, and it truly was a great weekend. Um, Saturday morning, I got up and I was, I was cooking breakfast for them, and, and the guys were coming downstairs getting ready to eat breakfast, and uh, I walked past one of the guys, and my eyes kind of lit up. I was like, whoa, something's something a little stout. It wasn't a bad smell. It was just a really strong smell, and um, I'm not going to call them out, but Clayton used a lot of Axe body spray. <laughs> it was just a lot of Axe body spray, and it, it, was, it was stout. And I, I just began to think, I was very thankful that he didn't read this story and decide he wanted to uh, use the whole bottle because my house would have been still smelling like Axe body spray. I'm very thankful for that. But as, but as I was thinking about that, and I was kind of making a joke, and he's not here, so it doesn't matter anyway. But um, as I was thinking about this, I, I just I thought about this, this scene here where Mary is, is pouring out this oil, pouring out this perfume, Onto Jesus and anointing him, and just what this sweet smell just filled the house. How just her genuine gratitude for Jesus and worship it was noticeable. It, it was it filled the house. I, I can only imagine what was going on in this house. But but just think about it for a second. Think about it from Mary's perspective. Mary got to experience firsthand Jesus as Savior. She had just watched Jesus save her brother. She had just experienced Jesus as the resurrection and the life. As she watched Jesus call her brother, her dead brother, out of the grave and back to life. She just got to experience this. And now she is in the house with Jesus, with her sister, and with one of her best friends, Jesus, who had raised her brother, who is now alive and sitting at the table. Just what joy and what gratefulness, what gratitude was over should have been overflowing. I can only imagine that Mary was overcome with this genuine gratitude and just wanted to express her gratitude to Jesus. But as I was studying this passage, something struck me that I had never really thought about before. As I, so let, let's step back for a second. I mentioned John 11 earlier. So let, let's step it back a little bit and just kind of see the series of events that had taken place. We see in John chapter 11 that Lazarus had become sick he had become ill. Martha and Mary sent word to Jesus that her, their brother was sick, and they, they're asking him to come here. And when Jesus gets word of this, he tells his disciples, hey, we're, we're not going yet. This is not going to end in death, but this is going to be so that the Son of God is glorified. And we see that Jesus remained where he was for two more days. That part's always baffled me, but I just, but when you see it in the context of God's glory, it's, it's incredible. But Jesus remained where he was two more days. And in the meantime, Lazarus dies. And Martha and Mary are weeping. They're sad. They're mourning because they love their brother. Their Their brother was a blessing to them. Family is a blessing. And they understood this. Jesus finally arrives a couple days later. And when Martha gets word that Jesus is coming, she goes out to meet him. But Mary stays behind. Mary stays behind in the house. Martha, she gets to Jesus. And you can tell from reading the text that she's trying to be strong she, she says, Lord, in, verses, in chapter 11, verses 21 and 22, she says, Lord, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. You can see she's, she's trying to be strong. She's probably sad, probably trying to wipe away some tears, but she's trying to be strong. And Jesus has this conversation with her. And then Martha leaves and goes and gets her sister Mary and brings Mary back to Jesus. And Mary's response is a little bit different. She comes, she's not as strong as Martha in this moment. Mary comes and falls down at Jesus' feet and is weeping. Jesus, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. You know how much I love my brother. And he's dead. Why weren't you here? There's no doubt that Mary and Martha both loved their dear brother. There's no doubt that Jesus loved it. We see Jesus is deeply moved by by seeing Mary weeping and these other Jews that were with her weeping. We see that this love for Lazarus. We, We know that Lazarus was such a blessing to Mary and to Martha. We fast forward to chapter 12. We see Lazarus is now alive. He had died, but Jesus brought him back to life. He is now alive. And he is sitting at the table next to Jesus. We see Mary... Martha, her dear sister, her brother Lazarus, who had just died, who was sick, who died, and who Jesus brought back to life, was now sitting at the table in the house, alive, next to Jesus, the one whom they loved, a dear friend, who was the resurrection and the life, and who brought this dead man back to life. And had given him life. She looks over and Mary sees Jesus' disciples along with him as they're getting ready to celebrate the Passover. Just an exciting time. And Mary just cannot contain her gratitude. She just has to express her gratitude. And so she runs to her back room. She grabs this jar of ointment and she runs back, sets it on the table, sits down next to her brother and just gives him a great big hug. Wraps him up in, in her arms and is just so thankful that he is alive and that he is here and that her blessing is back. That's not what we see here. It's not what the text says. Mary had to show her gratitude. But she doesn't run and grab this ointment and go look at Jesus and say, thanks for my blessing and focus on her blessing of having her brother back. She responds. She expresses her gratitude by going and getting this very expensive ointment, going to Jesus and kneeling down before Jesus and anointing his feet and worshiping Jesus. She expressed her gratitude by worshiping Jesus. Yes, she was thankful for her brother. She was thankful he was alive. She was thankful for the blessings in her life. Her closest friends and family were in the room with her, celebrating and honoring Jesus, preparing for Passover. Yet she was more grateful than anything for Jesus. Above her blessings, Mary was grateful for Jesus. As Mary anointed Jesus with this perfume, we, we see that she, she didn't just take a little bit and dab it on the inside of his wrist. She didn't just put a little bit on his neck to honor him. At the same time, she didn't just take the bottle and carelessly empty it. She knew what she was doing. She knew how much that bottle was worth. She knew how much that oil was. She knew the value of that. She knew how precious that was. That was a blessing to her. But when she saw Jesus... And in her way to express gratitude to Jesus, she took what she best could and gave it to Jesus and said, just worshiped him and was thankful for Jesus. She realized it was worth it to give it all to Jesus. She didn't halfway pour the bottle out. She didn't just do a little bit. She gave it all to Jesus. She understood that Jesus deserved all the gratitude and all the worship that she could give. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume because Mary gave it all to Jesus. Genuine worship, genuine gratitude for Jesus leaves a fragrance. When you and I are genuinely grateful for Jesus, when you and I are genuinely worshiping and just excited and thankful for Jesus, it leaves a fragrance. It's noticeable. People will notice because our lives are going to look different. We're going to walk differently. We're going to talk differently. We're going to think differently What we love, the things, the most expensive things, our most prized possessions, we'll be willing to give them up for Jesus because we're so thankful for him. Mary was more thankful for Jesus than she was her blessings. One Bible commentator noted that the aroma of Christ, so honoring to him and so refreshing to others, does not occur when we give him half our heart or half our pocketbook or half our talents or half our ambition or half our lives. It comes by giving him everything. And we see this. Mary was just so focused on worshiping Jesus. She was so grateful for Jesus. And when you and I are genuinely grateful for Jesus, we're going to give him everything we have and everything we are because we know he is worth it. We know Jesus is worth it. And we should be grateful for Jesus above any blessing he could ever give us. We should be grateful for Jesus But then we get to verse 4, and we see this criticism of Mary and this insincere gesture made by Judas Iscariot. This this criticism of Mary and this insincere gesture. What do we note about Judas Iscariot? If you didn't know anything about Judas Iscariot, just read John chapter 12, verses 4 through 6, and you'll learn a lot about Judas Iscariot. John gives us a lot of details he's a traitor, he's a thief. He's self-centered, he's insincere, he's hypocrite, he's focused on money. These are just three verses, and John's giving us a lot of insight into who Judas was. If, if John would have left these details out in his gospel, his question really sounds legitimate and caring about other people. But we know who Judas is. He was asking about the poor, but we, we know that Judas, he was really insincere. Judas was not concerned with the worship of Jesus. His question was was really a mask. It was a facade to cover up his greed, to cover up his self-centeredness, to cover up his love for money. Judas didn't care about the poor. John explains that in verse 6 of this chapter. He didn't care about the poor. In his eyes, when he saw Mary anointing Jesus, he saw a great prophet go to waste. He knew how much that ointment cost. If you look in John uh, chapter 12 verse 5, you see that he knew exactly how much he could have sold that for. Judas probably was already calculating how much money he was going to make if he would have sold that bottle of oil. We see Judas was not concerned with the poor and he did not care about worshiping Jesus. He could not see that Mary was genuinely grateful for Jesus. That she was genuinely worshiping Jesus because he was only concerned about what would benefit him. He he missed this worship of Jesus. He missed Mary showing genuine gratitude to Jesus because all he was thinking about was that is money I could have made for myself. Because we see that in, in verse 6, we see that Judas he was the treasurer of the group, and any money that they made, he, he would steal back something for himself. He was greedy. Mary gave her very best to Jesus, her very best to show gratitude to Jesus. But we see with Judas that this was not the case. Jesus was not worth that much to Judas. In fact, if you read later on in the Gospel, Jesus was actually only worth about a tenth of that to Judas, as Judas betrayed the Lord, his Lord, his Savior, for 30 pieces of silver. Judas really wasn't grateful for Jesus. Jesus wasn't worth that much to Judas. Judas was only concerned with what he could get. Judas was only concerned with the things that he could receive, how he could get benefited. He was only concerned with the blessings he would receive. He wasn't thankful for Jesus. He was thankful for what Jesus could do for him. He was thankful for how he could benefit himself, how he could advance himself because of Jesus. His motives were impure. We see this. His, his motives were impure, and they stand in stark contrast to Mary's genuine worship. And John, in his New Testament writings, in his gospel, and his three epistles, we see a lot of contrast. We see light and dark, righteousness, unrighteousness. John, John liked to use some contrast to really help us see uh, things very clearly. And this is one instance where he shows Mary's Genuine worship, her genuine gratitude for Jesus, contrasted with Judas's self-centered hypocrisy and greed. We see this contrast between Mary and Judas. Judas, he held up a good front. He really did. He played the part well. He followed Jesus around for three years. He had the best friends he could have had. He had a great group of godly friends. He was surrounded by some godly friends who loved to follow Jesus. He had the best mentor and leader that anybody could have ever ask for. He seemed to be concerned with other people. He was asking about the poor. Why didn't we sell this and give some money to the poor? He seemed to be concerned with other people. He even, was so, he even hung around him long enough that you know, he was called a disciple. Judas was called a disciple. We, even John referenced it Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples. He even had the right title. But we know, this side, that Judas was a fraud. He betrayed Jesus. Judas wasn't thankful for Jesus. When it came down to it, Jesus wasn't worth all that much to Judas. Judas was thankful for Jesus only when it benefited him. Only when he could get something out of it. He would serve Jesus. He would go alongside Jesus. He was thankful for Jesus only when it benefited him. He, of course, was thankful when people gave to Jesus' ministry. And when people would give money to to support Jesus' earthly ministry, he was very thankful because he was padding his pockets. He was very thankful for that. But when, when Judas sees Mary's humble, selfless, sacrificial gratitude, worship, he becomes indignant he becomes frustrated and angry because he had missed an opportunity to make a year's salary just like that. Got me thinking about you and me. Are we, when it comes to being grateful, are, are we like Mary? Are we like Mary and we're just genuinely thankful for Jesus? We're, we, we recognize the blessings in our life, but, but we're just genuinely thankful for Jesus. Or, or do, we, do we line up more with Judas? When we really examine ourselves, are are our motives impure? Are they selfish? Are they self-promoting? Do we follow Jesus just for what he can do for us, just for what we can get out of it? After Judas makes this insincere gesture, Jesus rebukes him and shows his acceptance of Mary's gift. He accepted Mary's gift. He accepted this gratitude. He accepted this worship. Verse 7, Jesus said, Leave her alone so that she may keep it for the day of my burial. Jesus knew what was coming. Jesus knew what was coming. He was not unaware of what was about to happen. He was not unaware that this was the last week. This was coming up on the last week of his earthly life. Jesus knew Judas was about to betray him. Jesus knew that his earthly ministry was coming to an end. He knew that he was about to die. And whereas no one else may have realized this, Jesus accepted Mary's gratitude, accepted this worship, this anointing. And he said it is for his burial, as as a preparation for his burial. It was custom that uh, before bodies were buried, they were to be anointed. And Jesus, knowing he was about to die knowing his time was coming, that he was going to be a sacrifice for the world, that he was going to be buried. He accepted this worship. He accepted this as a preparation for his burial. Judas' m- motives were impure, and Jesus knew that. Jesus, he knew that Judas had impure motives and that Judas was being hypocritical. Even though the other disciples may not have known it at this time, Jesus knew who Judas really was. He knew what Judas was going to do. But instead of calling Judas out for his impure motives, look what Jesus did. Jesus didn't call out Judas' impure motives. Look with me in verses 7 and 8, and look what, how Jesus responded to this, where, where Mary is genuinely worshiping, she's showing her gratitude to Jesus, and, and Judas criticizes her. Jesus, Look what Jesus rebukes. He said, Leave her alone so that she may keep it for the day of my burial, for the poor you always have with you. But you do not always have me. Jesus didn't rebuke his impure motives. He rebuked his comment to Mary. He rebuked this question, and he accepts Mary's gift of worship. Now, now Jesus was not rejecting giving to the poor. He was not neg- neglecting or rejecting hospitality. He was not saying, "Hey, don't give to the poor." That's not the focus here. Jesus cared for the poor. Look in Matthew twenty-five. Jesus was telling his disciples that when they visited the sick and and clothed those who were naked and fed the hungry, that, that they were doing it to him. Jesus cared for the poor. You can read scripture and see that. Jesus cared for the poor. Rather, what Jesus was doing here was he was emphasizing that worshiping him, worshiping Jesus, is of utmost importance. The worship of Jesus is of utmost importance. Jesus knew his earthly ministry was about to end and that soon he would no longer be physically present with them as he was going to go back to the Father to sit at his right hand. This was a reminder to them of why Jesus came, why he came to be a sacrifice for the sins of the world. As we enter this season of Christmas celebrating the birth of our Savior, we get excited about decorating, we get excited about uh, just the season of Christmas, these the Hallmark Christmas movies that you people care so much about, I just, I can't stand them, but all these Christmas movies, all these things, we we just get excited about all these things and it's it's grateful. We're grateful for these things But, but we need to remember that Jesus came down to be a sacrifice for us because we are sinners and we have sinned against the Holy God and we can't do anything to make it right and so Jesus came down to sacrifice himself for us. What we see here is, is that Jesus takes the focus off of Judas's, what Judas is trying to focus on and puts it on himself, on his impending sacrifice. As I mentioned earlier, he didn't rebuke Judas's impure motives. He didn't say anything about, Judas, I know you're a hypocrite. I know you're about to betray me. You're just saying that to try to make yourself look good. I know what your heart is. He didn't say anything about that. That doesn't mean he approved of it. That doesn't mean he was unaware, but Jesus didn't mention it. Instead, he focused on Mary's worship. Instead, Jesus focused on Mary's worship and this anointing. Jesus focused the attention on himself to show that his sacrifice, his sacrifice, paying the sins, paying the price for the sin of all the world, was of much more value than any amount they could have ever made from selling that bottle and giving it to the poor. Jesus' sacrifice is worth so much more than our best efforts, than our blessings in our lives. What he did for us on the cross is worth so, it's, it's incomparable to the amount of anything we could ever give to other people. And Jesus was trying to make that point. Look, you always have the poor with you. There are always going to be poor. There's always going to be poverty because we live in a broken world. But what I'm about to do, the sacrifice that I'm about to make, it is a so much more value than this expensive ointment. We see Mary, she poured out her worship, she poured out this oil to show her gratitude to Jesus, to, to show her love for Jesus, her appreciation for Jesus. And he accepted this gift. Mary, of course, was grateful for her blessing. She was thankful to have her friends and family there. She was thankful that her brother, who was sick and who died, was alive, sitting at the table with them. She was thankful for the food that Martha prepared for him. She was thankful for this time of passage. She was thankful. She was thankful for the blessings in her life. But more than any blessing in her life, Mary was thankful for Jesus. She was thankful and grateful for Jesus And Mary expressed her gratitude in the best way she could, by giving her very best to worship Jesus. So how do you and I show our thankfulness to Jesus? As we're leaving this season of Thanksgiving, as we're entering a season of Christmas, how do we show gratitude? How do we show genuine gratitude for Jesus? By giving our very best to worship him. Understanding that we we are to be thankful for the blessings in our life. I'm not saying that. I'm thankful for the blessings in my life. But more than that, are, are are you and I thankful for Jesus above the blessings? If if all if we woke up tomorrow and all of our blessings were gone in our life, would we still be thankful for Jesus? Are we thankful for Jesus? What are you most thankful for? When you really think about your gratitude for Jesus, when you really think about being thankful, when I started making a list of things I was thankful for, everything was, it was things. It was stuff. It was blessings. When When you think about thankfulness, what are you most thankful for? Are you like Mary? Are you just so overwhelmed by who Jesus is? Do you just love Jesus so much that you're just thankful for Jesus? Or are you like Judas? Are you, are you in this deal only, only just to get some things out of it? Do you just come to church to, to get something, to get a blessing? Or do you come to church to worship Jesus? Do we, do we live our lives thankful for the blessings we have? And yes, we should be. Or do we live our lives understanding that the blessings we have are blessings. That's what they are. And we are to worship Jesus. We are to be thankful for Jesus. What are you most Thankful for Today as we respond, just the invitation is this. Just express your gratitude to Jesus. Maybe you've never really thought about being thankful for Jesus. Maybe you think you are. I I like to think I am, but I realize a lot of times in my life I realize that I'm thankful for the things he gives me, which is good, but am I more thankful for the things that he gives me more than I am for the one who gives them? Maybe you need to come this morning and, and just kneel at the altar, just kneel at the feet of Jesus as Mary did. Just fall down at the feet of Jesus and just worship Him, just showing your gratitude to Him. Maybe you need to stay where you are and just sit quietly by yourself and just focus on Jesus, or focus on who He is, expressing thanksgiving and gratitude for Him in the best way that you can. Not half-heartedly, not just kind of but in the best way that you possibly can with the best that you can offer. Maybe you align a little bit like Judas and you've been so thankful for the blessings in your life, but maybe God's trying to teach you that he is worth more than your blessings. And maybe you need to repent of being so thankful for your blessings that you neglect being thankful for Jesus. That's what I had to do this week. Maybe that's you. Whatever it is today, you must respond to Jesus. We see that when Mary shows her, express, expresses her gratitude to Jesus, she does it in worship. May you and I do the same this morning. Let's pray and then as we respond.